Uh, so this is a recording of Yolanda's meetup with Hanrik Anson uh, in regards to a, a little private project that she's been pursuing along the side, that being a, a magic item, a ring that'll allow her to change, or rather allow the wearer to change uh, physical sex characteristics. So in line with Yolanda's exploration of, of sex, sexuality, and gender, uh, et cetera. Et cetera. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, really that whole field of, of everything that she'd previously just put a, 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 a sign on that just said, like, no, in scrawled <laughs> Sharpie. <laughs> yeah. um, and now she's like, let's open up all the boxes and see what's yeah. in there. There's a lot of stuff in here. It was just like an wow. attic. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, yeah, a whole wing of the house. Like, I don't know. There's she was like, mm-mm. I'm just not better not. And uh, now she's like, no, definitely better. Uh, so at least give it a shot. Let's see. Yeah, you know, let's, see let's just see. Before nine o'clock. Shouldn't anyway. we try? Yeah, shouldn't we just try it? Um, so, yes, Yolanda, uh, after a fairly exciting uh, morning with, with uh, Marna and Hiram, the, uh, the heist, the debriefing, the conversation, all of that, yeah, the afternoon, uh, I mean, the latter part of the afternoon. And the evening, uh, the kind of to yourself, the evening, uh, in this case, to be occupied with uh, with Hanrick. Yeah, um, you swing by there probably and let him know, like, hey, would tonight be a good night? Or in advance, you've you've arranged for yeah, this night to be of. the thing. Uh, either way, he tells you to meet him. Actually, they are at the forge, and okay. he'll he'll have some food prepared. So, uh, you show up. He tells you to show up later in the evening. He gives you a, yeah. a time. Um, as you're heading there, you know the sun's getting low. People starting to shift modes from their daytime activities to their evening activities. Lots of people getting off of work, and uh, many of them going directly into into their various wind down or wind up activities uh, afterward. Some people, you know, do the, the stoke things first. Some people to quench things first. Probably depends a lot on their jobs, I would imagine. Depends like on the job and the person. Laborers. Right? Yeah. You know, probably like, I've been doing physical stuff all day. Yeah. I want to. Let's quench. Sit down for a minute. And people who are like secretaries are like, let's go get a fist fight. Let's yeah. do it. But some people go the other way, right? Some people are like, man, I've been working all day, but not like doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been doing physical work all day, moving boxes, and it's just been moving boxes and moving boxes and moving boxes. I want to go fucking run. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever it happens to be. Um, so, yeah, it depends a lot on the on the person, depends a lot on the on the the job and all of that kind of stuff. Right. But, yeah, you definitely notice there's more – there's actually quite a lot more activity to M. Carrick in the – evening like and night yeah especially activity that feels like it's of the city there are probably more people on the streets in midday but fewer of them are dwarves Tourism. it's probably about 50 yeah. 50 whereas when you get into the evening and toward the night it's like 80 90 percent dwarves and they're all a lot of them are quite clearly dwarves of the city right certain types of dress or just the you know the certainty with which they walk places right you pass by all this on your way to the now relatively familiar Anson and Sons Forge. Mm -hmm. You walk in, uh, and you see that there's no one working in here right now. Although the, the forge itself is still lit and 
burning brightly. The only illumination in this place, as, as the windows are not receiving any sunlight at the moment. The torches and lanterns around the edges of the walls that illuminate the worst stations have all been dropped. Uh, all. I have so many questions as a person about this board. Like what? Like, like does does Han does Anson live here? Like, th is the fire just a forge fire? Is it also like a fucking cooking fire? Like it's the lights. He is currently it's using it as a cooking fire. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he does not live here. Give me a perception check. Because a lot of people do lit, like, you know. Yeah, a lot of people live in their it place the, of business, it was especially the at this time. He lives in a, uh, a an unattached building. Oh, But okay. he does not live in so the it's forge. it's kind of yeah. similar to Lapsalados with the, um, Gle not Gleanamir, uh, you know, the limp seahorse. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like that, yeah. Although they did actually have to leave. <laughs> to I didn't, um. I didn't test roll these dice. Okay. But uh, that's a nat 20. Yolanda, you notice everything for which the is, first time Which is an 18. <laughs> oh, shit. An adjusted <laughs> 18. Um, yes, you notice you notice that these, these gas lamps are on the outside or out. Uh, all of the other workstations are cold and quiet in a way that suggests they're not going to be worked again soon. Tools have been put away. Work pieces have been stowed off to the side. Uh, people will not be soon returning. You see, however, that the anvil that is directly in front of the door, there are seven workstations, seven right. anvils around the place. The, the anvil that's directly in front of the door has been set with a tablecloth and has a, a candelabra sitting in the middle with Good. several lit candles, mm -hmm. uh, empty plates on either side of that with some, some uh, cutlery, a little stand with uh, a pair of bottles of wine and an ice bucket. And you see Henrik standing near the forge, looking into it, hands on his hips, just kind of looking into the, the coals and the flames. It's definitely lower than it was, not just the first time he came in here. It was roaring nearly out of control uh, in, in response to that suit of armor that you were fighting. But it's even lower than the previous times you've been in here that it's been being worked. This feels like the embers of a campfire on third watch kind of thing. It's still a very large forge. Like, it's it's 15 foot across, circular. So even at a dim glowering glow, it still gives off plenty of light to light up the whole place. Certainly well enough to see your feet and everything like that. Especially um, with dark vision. But it's, yeah, especially with dark vision. But it's kind of, it's sort of mood lighting-esque. It is not right. brightly lit in here. It doesn't look like daylight. And the the forge, there's not a lot of actual flame coming off of it it definitely seems like it's been dialed back a little bit mm -hmm. you also see next to Hanrick uh, first of all he's not wearing the normal clothes that you've seen kind of canvas and burlap and and leather apron mm -hmm. it is smith metal worker clothes uh, he's wearing stuff that's that's a little bit uh, nicer it's not you know a tuxedo yeah. or anything like that it's not silk right but it's it's nicer you know linen shirt and breeches uh for the first time you've not ever seen sooty. he yeah he's not sooty um uh, first time you've ever seen his arms are at least partly covered up uh, it looks like he was it looks like this shirt is usually worn rolled up all the way to the shoulder uh and he has rolled it down but when it got to about the elbow, he wasn't able to roll it any lower right. because of the size of his forearms. Right. Um, so it's kind of like the 
All from that the rolling at the yeah. <laughs> from we're, the roll we're up gonna at his ignore elbow. the profession for a second. So yeah, I'm no, obviously the blacksmith uh, has forearm yeah. muscles because yeah. he's been masturbating too. Obviously, much. yeah. Um, but you can see in the in the coals in the forge next to him, several small packages. Uh, it looks like um, they look like they've been wrapped in metal foil or like metal paper almost and kind of tucked into the edge of the coals. She might be familiar with that style of cooking. <laughs> she might. I'm not sure what the prevalence, I'm not sure how common uh, foil, like metal foil and yeah. aluminum foil I is was, at this I kind of thing. I was mostly thinking I just on the road was, or whatever. Let me see when aluminum foil was first made. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll a survival check for if, that. If not foil, then... Then maybe something else. It needs to be something fireproof, right? That's true. At the very least, you could stick it in like a pot and just kind of wedge it in the coals, I guess. I will briefly uh, look up tin foil on fucking Wikipedia. You said survival, right? Yes, uh, I eleven. Did. Uh, I mean that I've been informed. She doesn't do the that cooking. That's a pass. She, she just. I've been informed that ten is a pass. Yolanda probably lets a lot of stuff burn when she's cooking because she's not observant. Well, see, this this is a perfect uh, cooking. Yeah. No, not tinfoil hat, just tinfoil. Oh. There is nothing here. There are no hard dates. Well. There is very little historical. Uh, Probably, yeah, they had pots 11, or something. I'm sure right. she's seen food, you know, cooked on fires before or, or in fire. Yeah, whether it's been stuck in a a pot and wedged into the coals or whatever, you know, at least... From the smell and everything, and the fact that there's no food on the tables right. yet, uh, she could probably guess that that that's food. What? Uh, she enters. Yep. Yep. He's he's kind of looking away toward the. Yep. Do you cook a lot? Uh, oh, uh, hello there. Um, not particularly. No, this is. Uh, he he kind of chuckles and points to it. This is a. I don't know, a bit of an old uh, family favorite, childhood favorite kind of thing. It used to be like a fun thing, you know, we'd come out here, you know, my my brothers and sisters and me with dad, and we'd, uh, you know, you make your food and the thing, we'd set up like little tents around, and he'd, he'd show us some stuff, you know. That's nice. I just thought it might be nice, yeah. you know. Uh, you look You look great, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and have a seat. I think it's pretty much done. All right. He grabs a, a pair of blacksmith's tongs and, mm -hmm. and starts taking some things. There's like six packages in the fire, but it kind of looks like mm -hmm. two and two and two. Pulls out uh, two of the first ones and brings one over, plops it up onto your plate, plops the other one onto his. It's a, it's an interesting kind of dichotomy of fancy and like heavily blue collar. Not even blue collar, yeah. like sooty black collar. Yeah. Because... It's like, oh, tablecloth, candelabra, plateware. You're looking at the candelabra. It's not like silver, fancy, anything gilt. Like, it looks like he probably made it today. Right. Like, it's nice. Yeah. It's It's good looking. Like, if you've seen wrought iron um, balustrades or, like, wrought iron fire pokers right. and stuff, they can look very fancy with the twists and turns and yeah. curly cues. Uh, but also, it's iron. Yeah. Like, it's pig iron. Yeah. Um. And and all of the rest of it is kind of similar, you know. The tablecloth is quite nice, you know. And he's got the plates there. They're not like fancy plates. They're not like china no. or anything. And then he just plops this like sooty tin foil <laughs> on top of it yeah. and kind of knocks some soot off. Um, yeah, 
Also, we're in a forge. Also, you're in a forge. Yeah, you got the the candles and the mood lighting, yeah. and but also, you know, that kind of yeah of the forge in the background just there's work tools going constantly. There yeah, there's work yeah, tools yeah, yeah. like any direction that you look. Yeah, uh, you see, he's thrown a like a sheet over kind of his station, quote unquote, the one that would normally go to this anvil, right? Which is uh, which is located just beside the main door, right? Um, but he's uh, you know, all the others are, yeah, it's like, oh, look, hammers and talk. He literally just used a blacksmith tool to pull the shit out of the yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, so. Did your dad run the forge before you? Was this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Anson and Sons, he was, well, I guess he was grandson to, you know, the first Anson. I mean, this forge has been here for, no, he was great grandson. I don't know. This forge has been here for generations. Uh, I mean, we've been we're we're pretty important in this city. The and Anson it was a name, long time. Yeah, the Anson name's been synonymous with forging. I don't know since before the wheel, even like. <laughs> Which is a funny statement, given given the colloquial. The wheel, of yeah. The since wheel, the invention of the wheel in Amkaric, it's a reference to you're very clever. The great wheel of Gerson Bodic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Grinning like an idiot. Um, <laughs> and now, in the next one, I'm going to have to come up with something really fancy in the next city and call it sliced bread. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that whole time, this forge has never gone out. Not once. It's been lit since the day that great, great, great granddaddy Anson set down the first stones to this place made it with his own two hands you know wow and his sons i'm guessing and daughters as well probably how do you keep I it actually no how do you keep a fire going that long you just keep adding coal that's neat warm yeah well we, we put in some holes near the top to let out a little you know little heat uh, not that i completely you know if you want to are you wearing a jacket at the current point? What what kind of uh, outfit is Alana in at the moment? She probably wore, <laughs> she probably wore the outfit that Quixie and them got for her, for her show, because oh the like headmistressy yeah because like <laughs> she g- th- they brought it to her for a dwarf and so she's like maybe right. this is what dwarf this is like dwarf okay. fancy so <laughs> so she is in a fairly austere looking. Mini skirt, <laughs> tight blouse, and blazer, and uh, half moon glasses. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like tight to the point of buttons bursting. This, this is her. This is her dwarf fancy outfit. Because like most of the other outfits she got, she got in Lump Saladas, which you know they had like different fashion. Right. Well, yeah, of course, very yeah. different fashion. So. So she wears that. Uh, so yeah, she, she wears the stripper outfit. So she wears that outfit because yeah. they told her to dress nice. And that's the outfit she wore to that. Right. So it makes sense to wear it. Yeah. On a date where of she's course. supposed to look nice. It yeah. does. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> it makes perfect great. Yol- it makes perfect Yolanda sense. <laughs> it makes it makes perfect all kinds of sense. <laughs> uh you know, suffice to say he has a, a well, I mean your passive insight isn't huge. Give me an insight check. It's an eleven. Oh, is your passive insight up to an eleven now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, you got proficiency in it. Yeah, yeah. That's a nineteen. 
Holy shit. This die is like, yeah, I'm doing uh, real well. The first time he turned around and and saw you, like he he just said you look nice, but he de- like there was a surprise, you know, brief deer in headlights moment and like top to bottom and back up again look over of the, of the outfit and all. Like he 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 uh, he definitely does like it and approves of it, but it was also not what he was expecting, expecting necessarily, yeah. um, but not in a in a bad way or anything like that. Yeah. Um, Yolanda wears a lot of sundresses like that. Yeah, it's a very different from her normal fashion. Yeah. Um, but you also get the feeling that it's something that that gives him an idea. It feels like it kind of got rid of some of his like maybe he had some uncertainty when he was standing there looking into the fire and and seeing what you're wearing he's a little bit less uncertain right um just so that it maybe gives him an idea of of like the tone that's being set for things um and he seems to be taking it in a like i said he doesn't dislike it he's not like you know fucking willy wolf whistle and eyes popping out either but he is you know he's appreciating the look of it definitely and 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 how it highlights stuff but he also seems to be reacting to the kind of business-like nature of it right and and adjusting in turn to be like all right okay so this is kind of a yeah this is kind of a business thing yeah there's a there's an air of professionalism yeah imbued by this outfit that he <laughs> seems to be taking yeah. w- with that insight. So she's, she's a headmistress. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like a stern librarian. Yeah. She can, she can pull that look off. Yeah. Fine. You know, uh, you could take take your jacket off if you like just hang it off the back of a chair. If you're getting too hot. Oh, you know, yeah. whatever. I like warm. It's real cold where I'm from. Uh, that's fair. Well, you know, it's nice to be a little warmer. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, where where are you from? Tell me some about. Um. You open up the packages. Uh, there's like a it's a baked potato yeah. type thing in there, cut in a couple of times, and has some various things. You know, butter and uh, sour cream and chives. Mm-hmm. The, the yeah. basics kind of thing. Yeah. Appetizer type thing. And she'll she'll talk about to Tom some. Yeah. You know. Give him some of the basics. Cold the sheet. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> He talks about, I mean, he talks about in Ancaric some kind of in response, similar sorts of things, but obviously tailoring it to the fact that you are in Ancaric. Mm-hmm. So he does kind of default back to talking about, you know, his family a little bit more. Uh, you find out that he, you know, he used to have uh, several brothers and sisters. Uh, he's the last one. Uh, what happened to them? Various things. One went off adventuring and... Hasn't come back yet, and maybe they will. It's been 70 years, which isn't a huge amount of time for a dwarf, but, like, it's a while to have not even sent a letter or something. So, you know, it's not super likely they'll be coming back. Uh, One one died in an industrial accident. Uh, One, you know, got caught in a, like, hit by a a, a horse. Right. Hit and run Mm kind of thing. Um a couple of, uh, you know, some unfortunately one got yeah. sick yeah. and just, you know, he had a few, not yeah. loads. He was yeah. like one of five. Well, and he's not super old. He's not super old, he's no. But now, you know, sitting here in the porch, you can see a couple of a couple of gray hairs 
just kind of at the edges of the temples. Yeah. But yeah, no, he's definitely not an like old he's dwarf. A he's a little younger than Armina, but he's around her age. Yeah, or maybe a little older than Armina. Kind of tough yeah. to tell with dwarves. He's probably somewhere well, around life, middle age. Lifestyle also. Lifestyle changes there. a lot, yeah. right? But yeah, you figure he's probably somewhere around middle age. Like, he's definitely, he's established. His presence has a bit of a weight to it, you know, yeah. that, that suggests that he's not in those kind of fledgling early years that lack some of that confidence. Right. Um, but he also doesn't seem to have some of the wariness that several of the older dwarves you've met have. Like, even uh, um, Angus, who you know to be pretty young, young yeah. uh, acted in a fashion that was certainly a lot more old. He was oh. very tired. Uh, Henrik seems to be definitely not so tired. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely older than Darren. Um, you would guess not as old as Saul, uh, definitely no. not as old as Lucy. Lucy is, yeah. is a fucking ancient dwarf. <laughs> she's such an old dwarf, she looks like a gnome. Yeah. Like she's... She's, <laughs> she, she's small. She's fucking old, <laughs> and she knows it. <laughs> she's like, like her and Geraldo in a room. Like Pretty much, yeah. Just play cribbage and, yeah. you know, complain about shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've been... You've been forging your whole life? Was Were you always going to take a forge? Or? Yeah. Well, you know, it goes through the family. Ensign and sons, after all. Yeah. Uh, I'm not the only one uh, who's had, you know, had hammer here. But uh, it just goes through. You know, one day, uh, one day I'll probably have a couple little Ensigns uh, pass it along to them. But... Uh, you know, hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I don't know. I figure you want a certain sort of certain sort of stability in a relationship to get into that kind of thing. Right. Uh, I I could just go out and you know make a couple of kids. Right. But uh, I sort of want it to be. You know, I got fond memories of my mom. I want my kids, I want their mom to be around for them, if, if at all possible, or whatever. That's nice. Uh, yeah, and I just haven't, you know, there was there was maybe one or two that I uh, I thought maybe that could happen, and, you know, ended up not necessarily going that way, but I got plenty of time left, you know, I'm yeah. not an old dwarf yet, yeah. not nearly. I hope it does happen for you. Yeah. That'd be nice. If not, I guess I'm going to have to figure something else out. Well... I don't know. I guess there's always the option. You know, you can you can take a kid, right? Right. I haven't got one. If you want, he's <laughs> an elf though. I didn't mean like steal. <laughs> I just meant you know, like I got I got apprentices here. I got other guys who work the forge, right. and you know, if I if I take one of them as a son or a daughter or whatever, then I pass it on to them as well. Right. But and that's nice too. Yeah. I feel like it'd be good to. It would be good to go from. From the ground up, though, you know. Yeah. Do you uh? Do you like it? What forging? Yeah. Yeah, of course I do. I mean, good honest work. Uh, work with your hands, and uh, I mean, I don't have to tell you how uh, handy it is around the house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a hinge broke. Yeah. Well, whatever. Make a new one. Yeah. You can oh, make lots my of chairs stuff. broke. Well, make some nails. Make a splint. Fix it. It's fine. Did you make this? He points at the candelabra. Yeah, yeah, made that over the uh, over the past couple of days. Not not exactly something I'm used to, but you know, maybe something I'll get into a little more. It's nice. I think that's not bad. Yeah. Oh. 
Chomp, chomp, chomp. Yeah. Uh, after you finish up with your appetizers, there he goes over, gets the tongs, uh, grabs out the next thing, which seems to be like a meat roast in gravy, like with veggies, with a bed of vegetables underneath. Mm-hmm. The whole thing kind of stuffed into one package. As you split it open, the steam comes out, just smells delicious. Mm. Got like s- mushrooms up top, so they've kind of sautéed in their own juices and browned up a little bit, and onions up there as well. I don't think Yolanda has ever been like taught table etiquette or anything. I think she just, well, I mean like her mom probably taught her some, but right. like for the most part, she just eats. Like, she doesn't really. Yeah. She's probably nothing particularly fancy to it. Like, I yeah. doubt she's picking up the roast with her hands or anything. No, but yeah. she's, you know. Like, she's she's being polite. Dinner, but she's, she's not talking she's with not, her mouth she's open. She's not doing that thing where she's like, oh, I'm, I'm on a date, so I'm only going to eat a little bit. Like, uh, yeah. She's like. Eat super fancy. No, she's fucking eating. Yeah. yeah. She's like, there's food. I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm eating. Yeah. I'm eating. I get you. I, I'm not putting my elbows on the table. But yeah. We say as we both are sitting here with our elbows on the table. We're not but eating. We're not it's eating. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, he lays this out, starts to dig into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, shit. Um, I mean, fuck. Sorry. Uh, wine? Do you want some wine? Sure. I got the white and red. Y- y- right. I'll just, I'll, he grabs one at random. Yeah, red it is. I think that goes with meat. Sure, I ain't, I ain't real sure. He unwraps the uh, foil from the top and just pulls the cork out by hand. He pours you each a glass. Grip strength. Yeah. <laughs> Not from masturbating. <laughs> from the <laughs> fact that he's a blacksmith. <laughs> so, um, you, you you had some some questions about stuff? A bit of a business proposition or something? Yeah, well, we were in the we were in the Shardlands, and there was, there was some sand that was... It was kind of blank, but it was also like there was a lot of light sand, and so I wasn't real sure. But we're going to go out there again, so I don't think it'll... Yeah. I should be able to get some. Well, that is kind of the problem with it. Yeah, it's not like, you know, you're not going to find just like a pool full of just the black stuff. Or quite frankly, if you do, I mean, I'd fucking run away. (laughs) It's not going to be any good. I mean, it'll be good in terms of it'll be powerful, but like, you know, get that much power together in one place... uh, (laughs) I mean, you could run, run into problems, as you saw, you know, with the with that the suit of armor that right. was here. You, you can cause all kinds of problems. Well, so people go crazy out there. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, you know, I guess what I'm saying is, there's like, you don't want to go looking for just solid, like a, bi- a big bunch of it. We don't need that much anyway. A uh, little bit, you know. I've been I've been talking to uh, to my guy. Uh, right. You know, of course, this kind of thing's tough because it's, you know, it's one of these things that's technically against certain city strictures and stuff. Right. You know, for some reason. Seems seems a little uh, anti-business to me, you know, yeah. but whatever. I guess because it's dangerous. Yeah, but, I mean, so's the forge. You know how many yeah. times I burned myself on that thing? Yeah. You know how many times I smashed my fingers with the hammers? Or like that adventures into the city, and we're red dangerous. Well, exactly, right? You got mercenaries all over the place. Hell, I heard earlier today there was a fucking swarm of rats. Up really? on Yeah, up on one of the, you know, just right in the middle of the city, like fucking everywhere. Wow. Yeah. Glad I wasn't over there. Yeah, I know, right? It's just... Then that's not really the same thing, I guess. It's not like we let the rats in. They just kind of show up. But, uh, you know, 
That's scary, the point though. is, there's dangerous stuff in and around here, so I don't really see, like, I make swords. I yeah. make axes. They're dangerous. That's true. So I don't really see this stuff as, like, bad in comparison or anything. Facts. But it does make talking about it awkward sometimes. It's kind of difficult. You gotta, you gotta beat around the bush a little, you know. Right. Get a little creative when you're talking to people. So, long story short, uh, a lot of things are a little vague, or maybe less than exact. But uh, I've been talking to my guy, and uh, you know, it looks like we'll probably need like uh, how much you know about weights and scales and stuff. I, she, I might just take that blank stare. Yeah, as she just, in character. She just stares at blank him stare. blankly. Uh, after a couple of seconds, he chuckles. <laughs> uh, we need a we need a couple hundred weight, which uh, I don't know. Like he looks around for a second, picks up one of the knives, and then drops it, and then see mm-hmm. yeah, and then uh, sees the cork from the wine, grabs it up. Eh, this might be like kind of close, not in size, but like in weight. Here, hold out your hand. He drops it in your hand. Oh yeah, that's so you can tell like lot. it's got a little bit of weight. Yeah. Uh, in sand, it's gonna be you know smaller, obviously, but a ring's not a ring's not too big, right? Right. So we're not looking for like huge, huge amounts. Uh, of course, the problem is you know sometimes it's just sand that's black. It's not black sand. Oh, well, I can tell the difference. You can tell. How can you fucking tell the difference? I can't oh. tell the difference. Well, what do you think? Because I'm a paladin, and we got we got a way to look at things, so we can tell if they're demonic or holy or undead. Oh, it's real handy. That's yeah. That's that's real fucking handy. That if I had that, that pseudo armor wouldn't have gotten out of fucking control. Hmm. I wonder if there's a way you could learn it. Well, I guess I you could tell it's a paladin. But. Can I? Probably. Is it like a school? I don't know. Take classes? Take night classes? I'll look into it. <laughs> I mean, sure, go go for it. But, okay, so maybe that'll help then. So you, you can just bring the good stuff. But that, that's one of the problems is, you know, it's hard to find just black sand. And if you did, it would probably be bad anyway. So what you really got to do is gather up a mix and then kind of sort it out. Right. It's time-consuming. Uh, time is money. So, you know, takes a little while. How do you sort it? Well, you sit there with the tweezers, and you go, that one's black. That one's not black. Oh, yeah, that takes a long Ugh, time. That one's black. Do you do that yourself, or do you get other people to do it? Depends. You know, it's safer to do it yourself. The more people you involve in something that isn't strictly technically legal, the more likely somebody tells somebody. Right. And it goes wrong. So you try to get as few people involved as possible. So this is why I'm saying, you know, you kind of mentioned, maybe I could just provide it. And, like, that's maybe a possibility, but it would probably mean things are going to be a little more expensive. Because right. then, you know, you're not needing to do all that sorting and stuff, which is good. Yeah. Or undergo that, like, danger of, of exposing yourself to, to whatever. Uh, but y- you're, you're paying me for, for my time for doing that. Right. 
Well, just to start, though. What do you mean, just to start? Well, I'm still going to bring you some. Which I just ain't sure when we're going back into the Shardlands. And it'd be nice if it was already, you know, started. Yeah, well, fair enough. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm saying if it's a business proposition, we're, we're entertaining options here. Right. Uh, I'm just saying that's my side of things. That is something that uh, I could do. Right. That is something that we could come to an agreement on. But you would need to pay more or, or you know, otherwise incentivize whatever, right? Right. It, you know, this is the, the expenditure from this side of things, and then you come back from the other side of things. And right. So if I brought you extra, maybe it would cost a little less. You mean like more than the ring would take? Right. It's possible, yeah. Of course, there's limits on it. Something like this is dangerous. It's illicit. The more you have, the more dangerous it is, as you saw with that suit of armor, right? right? The so problem was there too was much. too much in there. So, you know, yes, that's a possibility, but there's there's limits to that, definitely. But yeah, that's something that's something that you could do uh, when you bring stuff in. If you bring up extra, the the problem is that still doesn't. Well, I mean, to an extent, it accounts for the time. But let's say you need a quarter bottle of mixed stuff, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I instead use some of my own personal supplies mm-hmm. in this project. And then you're going to bring me extra to, uh, you're going to bring me that quarter bottle to recoup what I've used. And then you can bring me extra to pay me for the time that went into me sorting out that amount. Mm-hmm. So you bring me a half bottle. Except now I got to put in that amount of time again to sort to that sort other quarter bottle. What if I found a way to so sort then, it? Like Quixen might be able to come up with a spell or something. It's a possibility, yeah. I mean, if, if you bring me stuff that's already sorted, then obviously that's not a thing, you know. Right. But I like your thinking, yeah. It's not it's not gold in the bank, but uh, I'm not only open to gold in the bank, right? It's alternative compensation. It's good, yeah. All right, I'll think on that. I ain't sure how I do it yet. But maybe something will come up. Yeah, something to something to think about. Do you know how the ring's gonna work yet? Oh, I'm gonna gonna talk with my uh, guy about that. How how you want it? I'm your customer, you know. In well, general, uh, you say what you like. I arrange what can or can't be done, and uh, we go back and forth with that. So I was just thinking, like some some magical thing can you can only use them once, and some you can use them a couple times. Right. Yeah. Um, and it'd be nice if I could use it, I don't know, a couple times, or or make two rings if I can only use it once, just because, like, if I change something and then I need to change back, or right. Yeah, that makes sense. So that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that that definitely makes sense. I see the draw there, definitely. I mean, you know, uh, I'm sure that's something that can be done. Probably gonna mean maybe a little more sand, a little more expense, probably yeah. a more powerful enchantment. Right. If you're talking two rings, then that's everything times two uh, means you know twice as much cost. Right. Or if, or if I could if I could like charge it up some. Some magical items you can you can kind of put your own magic into, and I got a little bit of that. Yeah. So that'd be all right. All right. Too. Yeah, that's good to know as well. Added features also probably means a little more cost. 
Right. But I don't know. I'm that's that's gonna be stuff I'm gonna have to talk about my enchanter too. But that's just things I see as a possibility coming do down the road. You know. Do you know? Do you know about how much? How much it's gonna cost yet? I've been looking into. I've been talking to my talking to my guy and uh, looking around town. Um, talking to some people, seeing what I can figure out. It's not exactly a stable sort of thing, right. which probably you know. That's why you're coming to me to get it bespoke, custom made. Instead of buying one off the rack somewhere else. Right. It doesn't have to be spiky, though. But spiky. You don't have to put spikes on it. Just however however it looks is fine. Oh, sp- uh, no. Uh, it just means uh, just means custom made. Oh, all right. I don't actually know why. Maybe it comes from wheels or something. Maybe. Anyway, uh... Yeah, so it's hard to hard to find a a fixed price for this sort of thing. <laughs> Comes to selling anything, you've got the, your cost of materials, you've got your cost of labor, and then you've got profit margin, right? Which is you know you're you're the artisan, you've done a thing, and you you kind of deserve to get a little extra for it. Like let's say you go. Uh, you know, they're having problems with a, a, a nest of nasty creatures. Right. They hire you to take care of them. You go in, you take them out, you come back. Maybe you've used uh, a potion, costs 50 gold right. or something. If they only give you 50 gold, you're going to be a little like, hey, that's not quite enough, maybe to cover what I expent going in there. Right? I'd say somebody might be like that, yeah. Well, fair, maybe not you. But as a business, you know, you're saying business proposition, right. so we treat this like a business transaction, right. right? Unless that's not what it is, unless it's supposed to be a favor or something. But in terms of business, right. that's usually the way the costs are laid out. Right. And so I can get a pretty good idea of materials and labor. Materials is going to be primarily the black sand. Like, there's going to be the metal that goes into the ring. That's not going to be a huge amount of cost. It's a ring. It's kind of small. Labor's a little more. Jewelry's really fine work. Right. Uh, So it takes takes time. takes special tools, stuff like that. And uh, then, of course, you've got also the labor of the enchanter who's going to be coming in and working on it. Right. And there might be some some shop costs on his end as well. Uh, That's what, like, let's say... uh, to do a job, I gotta buy a new hammer. I don't charge the person who's getting the job done for the whole price of the hammer. I just charge everybody like one gold more, and that covers hammers generally. All right. As you roll it all together. Right. Point is, looking at those, just those two numbers, it's looking at a number probably around. Two thousand gold. Oh, all right. A thousand or two, uh, somewhere up in there. The profit margin, of course, is harder to work out. Usually, what you do with that is you look at similar sectors in the market. If I'm gonna make a sword, I know what it costs me to make the sword. I know how long it takes me to make the sword. And then I can go down to the marketplace, look at everyone else's swords, and see, oh, okay, twenty-five gold, thirty gold, thirty-two gold and come up with a number on my own based off of those and what I think my workmanship is like compared to their workmanship. 
that's all I had to do with this one. Right. But you know. That's a lot of numbers. It's a lot of numbers, yeah. Who taught you all that? Uh, my dad and my mom. Running the forge, you know, mostly. And my sister Mary, too. She was real good with the numbers. Oh, that's good. She's the one got hit by the carriage. Oh. Good with numbers, not so good with, with the rice so much. Not so good, good at stuff either. up close. But anything further away than about her own hand in front of her face, she couldn't see for shit. Right. That ain't great. Yeah, didn't give her much time to get out of the way of the horse. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, sad day. But, you know, it was a, it was a ways back now. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of numbers to juggle. So, of course, you know, we're talking in figures of gold. That's not the only thing that factors in here. Right. Because I'm going to be getting the sand for you and things. Yeah, you're going to be getting rid of some of that material cost. Uh, you know, if you're sorting out some of the sand, you're going to be maybe lowering some of that labor cost. Right. Uh, the enchanter's labor cost, that's going to be harder for you to do through that. I basically got to pay him gold. Right. But getting me some extra sand, maybe that can be something of an alternative repayment to me. It's not gold for me, but it's something that maybe I consider worth gold. Right. You know, or other, whatever, other right. services, other goods, yeah. things like that. I like bartering. Yeah, yeah. We did a lot of that in Satan because there wasn't a lot of... Yeah, fair enough. There wasn't a lot of gold going it's, around. It's you most of the it. way outside of places. Well, exactly, right? And around here, I mean, you know, there's a lot of gold in the... Uh, I guess I should say the stuff that's coming in off of the street. Right. But uh, amongst private personnel... Amongst friends, amongst fellows. We're friends, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. And amongst them, there's a tendency to do stuff uh, a little bit less in, in explicit coinage and uh, deal more in, you know, favors or or, or other things. So I got a, I got a friend who, uh, you know, I want a new uh, I want a new shirt. All right, cool. I go down to my friend, the uh, seamstress. I give her some new shears. Right. Nice new sharp shears. She gives me a new shirt. Everyone's happy. Right. Well. That's good to know. Yeah. Think on that. Gotta do some dancing, apparently. Oh. Well. It's a good way to make money outside of adventuring. Adventuring's alright, too, but then you gotta split it with everybody. It's a lot easier fair. to just take your clothes off. Safer, too. That does sound easier. Yeah. And generally safer. I mean, yeah. you know, no swords involved. Yeah. Well, they can be, you know. I guess so. I mean, you know. Could involve anything you wanted, really. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, that'd be an example of something that uh, you could trade, you know, instead of gold. Right. Yeah, I don't know how easy it is to go to go low and find that kind of work around the city. I know when you first got here, you were wondering about it. I was I was trying to help you out with that a little bit. Uh, you know, so that's an alternative is, again, there's that profit margin, right? So most places, they got one of those. So if you go somewhere else, you're taking your clothes off for them and getting money. You're not getting all the money, right? Some right. of it goes to them. And then maybe you want to keep some for yourself, buy a new outfit or something like that. Then you're coming to me. All of a sudden, it waters down and waters down and waters down if you're trying to do it in, you know, straight coins across the table. Right. That's why barter can be better. Right. You know, 
as an alternative. So instead of going somewhere else, taking off your clothes from people, getting money, bringing some of that money back and giving it to me, you could just take your clothes off for me. Yeah, well, you were interested before. As an option. I mean, I'm still, I'm still interested, definitely. Um, you know, there would have to be some, some arrangement of, uh, of values. Because, of course, when, when it comes to barter, you want to keep things approximately in line. Right. I go to my friend, the seamstress, she gives me a shirt, I give her a needle. That's not really, that's not a fair trade, right? Right. I can either give her something that's that's worth more, like she is, or maybe I give her like fifty needles or something. Right. You know, so there'd be there'd be some numbers there as well. What sort of amount, you know, would would I normally be willing to pay for for a dance like that from from a woman like you? And uh, you know. How much then is that going to take off of that that two thousand gold? Right. Or if you're doing two rings, you know, maybe it's four thousand gold. Whatever it happens to be. Right. I think you're better at numbers than I am. Well, that's <laughs> I suppose so. But I've been at it for a while. We can work it out fairly simply, I think. Though. Uh, looks around for a second, picks up like a couple of mushrooms and. And a couple of peas and a couple of different vegetables out of this mm-hmm. uh, food, which is mostly gone by this point. I figure you guys have been eating throughout it. Kind of lines them up on the edge of his plate. So maybe, uh, you know, we'll say each of these mushrooms is uh, is a thousand gold, right? All right. So you need two of them. That's for for the ring. And, you know, each of these, uh, each of these peas maybe is a dance. So... Who knows what that's worth? We can come up with a number later, but just to make one up, I mean, I don't know what would be a what would be a good night for you or Yol- a fine night. Yolanda did talk to uh, Kyloria and the others about like right. prices early right. on. And I don't know what the number was, but that's uh, fair. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so let's say you know this is worth that much. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was either. I think I. I think I wrote something down here. I, r- I remember you discussing Sorry, more recently, like a gold being r- approximately twenty. Gold being about twenty-five bucks, yeah. And I think you said four hundred was the accountant strippers. Uh, yeah, kind of solid number. Uh, yeah, which comes out to yeah, like sixteen to twenty a yeah. night. Um, now we so have that on recording. <laughs> yeah, there go. I've been doing uh, various research for various reasons. You know, various people uh, are of getting jobs and looking into things that provide more of a wage and so i've been trying to balance uh, gold against dollars specifically using the working for wage out of xanathar's um, and the living expenses out of the php and uh, it works out actually decently well it seems to 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 about 25 dollars being a gold uh, if you presume that modest living is like minimum wage and comfortable living expenses is more like a living wage, um, it works out pretty well, which I think is kind of cool. Um, I'm not sure that's necessarily intentional uh, on the on the part of Watsi and that it's something that they necessarily considered with the balance. Right. But I like the way it works out as balance. You know, toss down a gold and or two for a night of drinking, you get twenty five or fifty then. bucks for a night of drinking. Yeah, twenty five to fifty bucks for a night out of drinking at the bar sounds about right to me. 
um, who's gone out drinking at a bar and paid for it exactly one night. <laughs> but, you know. So, yeah, about, uh, y- yeah, y- uh, you'd make probably about, uh, you know, on the low side of 15 to 20 a night um, working at a place. Right. Um, doing a private thing. You've only done one, which yeah. was quite well-paying by yeah. comparison. But, um, I mean, she also But talking to Kyloria and stuff like that, yeah, you'd be talking about, you know, 20 to maybe 25 sort of thing a night. Mm-hmm. He kind of, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. So uh, maybe we say each one of these peas is worth that. So one pea, two pea, three peas, four peas, that's a hundred. So we'll say that's worth uh, an onion. So then you get ten onions. That's one mushroom. Okay. It's kind of a lot of dances. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not necessarily a problem. You know, if you want to get real deep into the nitty gritty of it with supply and demand, you know, I I might be more willing to pay more for a dance that I haven't seen recently. Right. Maybe a little less willing to pay more. You know, if you if, if you How have the opportunity. How many times you really want to see me naked? Well, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't think there's necessarily enough a limit to that. Well, that's nice. But. In terms of the, the the strictest supply and demand, right. it, it does start to become a lessening point. You know, the first time you come to town and say, "Hey, I'll clear out all the all the all all the nests, the nasties around," they go, "Oh, great!" and they want to pay you a lot of money. Right. You come back a week later and you say, "I'll clear out all the nests and nasties around," they go, "Yeah, there's there's still a couple left," then they pay you some money. You come back a week later and you're like, "Oh." Can clear out all the nests and nasties around, they're probably going to go, you know, we're, we're pretty clear, actually. And, right. you know, maybe they pay you a little bit or maybe they just say, ah, maybe I'll pass right now, come back in another week. Right. But I don't know that we necessarily need to get into that depth. But uh, so, you know, from looking at that, yeah, you'd be looking at, well, uh, Probably about a hundred dances. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, it has some money, too. Yeah, well, exactly. You could offset some with money. You could offset with, with other things. Hmm. You know, other things you can trade or whatever. What if it was more of a favor? What if it was more of a favor? Well, you just mentioned that. That there was the business side, and then you, you wondered about it being a favor. Well, I mean, favors... Favors work in much the same kind of way, really. The problem, and I hate to say this, but the problem is you're not necessarily going to be around that much longer, are you? No. And so it's tough to to operate off of favors with someone who might not be there in a month or two. Right. Because... Yeah. Mm. I don't have a favor necessarily right now that you could necessarily help with in, in that kind of time span. Right. And so it's sort of... You know, if you're running a bar, you let your regulars run up a tab. Right. Because you know they're going to be back the next night. Right. Or the night after that. Or the night after that. And they'll pay their tab, and it'll all come out even. You're running a bar, and someone comes into town you've never seen before and wants to open up a tab. You might say, sure, but you got to pay it by the end of the night. Right. 
you're not going to run it night to night because who knows when they're going to leave town and then all of a sudden you can't get it back again. not to think about. Yeah, it's, it's fair. You know, lots to think about. You got numbers, you got all kinds of stuff. I don't know if you're even planning on staying in town long enough to do a hundred dances, but like I said, like you said, you got some money. Right. Like I said, there's other things you could offer as well. Other things you might want to trade, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Things that might be worth more to me. Like like some of that sand. Right. Or, or other things, right. you know. Yeah. I can I can get that for you, and I can maybe get it sorted somehow, and and that's good. This is a real nice dinner. Oh, thanks. Hey, there's one more course to go. Yeah, what is it? Well, dessert, obviously. Right. He uh, stands up, goes, pulls out. Uh, you can smell apples and cinnamon already mm-hmm. before he even mm-hmm. gets there, and yeah, it's just like diced up apples, raisins, cinnamon, brown sugar, all in there. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's that's good stuff. Shit. It's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. She also eats that with vehemence because it's good. Yeah, it's good. Fair, fair, fair. You're a good cook. Ah, thanks. I don't. I mean, I'm not gonna go open a restaurant any day soon or nothing. But I like it. I'm glad you like it too. Mm. Yeah. Yolanda's just like nomming and thinking. Mm-hmm. She's had a lot of. There's been a lot of numbers. There's been talk. a lot of yeah, numbers. That's fair. <laughs> she got a she got a mole. He's been trying. He's been trying to make it accessible, but yeah. I mean, there's only limited. First of all, he's not exactly a numbers guy, and he's definitely not like a math teacher or yeah. anything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's not practiced at. Yeah, but on well, the other hand, he does have the apprentices and stuff like that. I figure, yeah. and so he's at least used to, in a sense laying it out for people Mm -hmm. so that they've got an idea because like he he has people apprentice under him and then maybe they go off and start their own business or Mm -hmm. they want to go be you know drive around farriers around town with a little forge in the back of their wagon fixing up horseshoes and shit like that he wants them to know you know yeah all right here are kind of some of the numbers you need to consider you need to consider what you're putting in in materials you need to consider what you're putting in for your own labor and time Mm -hmm. you got to consider a profit margin you got to consider what happens when you need to buy a new hammer where does that money come from Mm -hmm. does it come out of if you haven't set anything aside for it in the jobs you've already done, then it comes out of your own profits, out of your right. own pocket. Right. Whereas if ahead of time you go, all right, I'll probably go through a hammer every X weeks, and that's going to cost, you know, Y gold. You know, I should put aside two silver from every job into a hammers fund, into a shop fund, into whatever, right. to get new horseshoes for my own horse, to get new wagons for the carriage, to right. get whatever. My horse carriaging license yeah. from... Whatever. The department all, those, of all those businesses. Yeah, expenses. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, so he's at least used to kind of laying it out in a in a moderately uh, approachable way. Yeah. But Yolanda has a, a less than average art. Yeah. I'm sure some of the blacksmiths do as well. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but also, they've probably been trained in some math stuff already. Yeah. Whereas Yolanda hasn't really. Right? right, at least proportions, it, it fractions. Pro- pro- well, exactly, like, yeah. right. It's it's not just a matter of of raw intellect. It's also a matter of how much what of the exposure. context for that information does yeah. she already have. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, chewing and thinking makes a lot of sense. So do you do you charge different based on like if like your your workers or your like when your family was around? You don't have any family around anymore. I got cousins. I mean, uh, 
I'm not the last Anson out there. Just the last one of this line. Right. Clan Anson is still out there and strong, don't worry. And I guess maybe I, uh, you know, maybe I'll leave this to one of the cousins. They're, they're, they're descended from, from great-great-grandpappy Anson as well. Right. But, you know, we're kind of the main line, right? Right. None of them are, are forges, smithers. Maybe one of them takes it up, one of the younger cousins and stuff. We have we have reunions every now and then and stuff. Uh, do I charge them the same? No, not necessarily. Uh, like I said with you, there's that profit margin. Mm-hmm. But I like you. I think right. of you as a friend. Okay. You know, I think you're quite attractive and everything. And so, you know, I'm willing to uh, to shave off some of that profit margin. Uh, just because I like you. Normally... Yeah, maybe you deal with some people who are a little unsavory. Right. The money makes it worth dealing with them. Right. You're working with people you like. People who, yeah, you so want you charge you like more you than and me. stuff. I would charge her at the same rate that I charge everyone. He kind of grins <laughs> slyly, looks off the side, with certain exceptions. You See, you should have heard her when, when she found out where I was going. Yeah, she does not like me very much. No. It was funny, though. Why? I don't even... I didn't even do nothing to her. I don't know. She just says you're a dick. I, I mean, I guess I take that as a bit of a compliment, but, you know. Screaming it. Not like... Eternally. Not all the time. Just when I need to be. Right. It's an important skill to have Sometimes. sometimes. Even Quixie, like, she, uh, you know, she ain't always real good with people, but sometimes that's what you need. Well, exactly. Sometimes you need a bit of a bit of a hard line. But, you know, everyone is is the general group, and then there's your exceptions. Right. Friends, family members, co-workers, you know, former apprentices, whatever. They get, they get special rates. If it's like a distant cousin I've never met before... They get a little knocked off just just for being an Anson. Right. If they're, you know, a really close cousin, we've known each other our whole lives, yeah, I knock off even more. Just because I'm, I'm happy just to see them. Maybe right. I invite them in, we have a chat, we have dinner, we're having dinner right now. Right. That's kind of an enjoyable thing, right? This is, this is pleasant. I'm liking this. Right. And so that cuts some out of that profit margin. Right now, I mean, that 2,000 gold, we're only talking about materials and cost of goods that'd yeah. be if i'm getting rid of the profit margin entirely right which is not it's not something that's strictly good business sense to do well, yeah, i'm not gonna say it's never happened money. before it's definitely happened before it's usually regretted later but it's happened before and i'm sure it'll happen again why is it regretted later well, because, you know, usually a year or two down the line, uh, you have an anvil crack, and, man, it sure would be nice to have another couple hundred gold, but, right. uh, you know, you've got a, a, a faint memory of a, of a smile and a kiss or whatever, but, man, it sure would be nice to have another couple hundred gold to <laughs> deal with that anvil, right? Do you often fall for a pretty face? Yeah, maybe. Why? I don't know. There's lots of pretty faces. Yeah. 
There's lots of pretty faces out there. It's not my fault for falling for them. That's that's a normal sort of thing. I feel like it's an appropriate reaction to a pretty face. Sure. You know, you hold paper in the fire, it gets burned. It's not the paper falling for the fire. That's that's just what happens when you put a paper near the fire. Yeah, I've 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 fallen for pretty faces before. I've I've fallen for a couple of customers before. It's been a mistake a few times. It's been less of a mistake a few times. <laughs> Sometimes it takes longer or less time to figure out which camp it's going into. Right. I've at least learned to never get involved with anyone else in the field, especially not a competitor. Oh, that sounds dramatic. Let me just say, there's a certain forge in this city run by... An ice-cold, stone-hard bitch who still has a piece of my heart and two of my anvils. Oh. Yeah. What's that? Oh, it's substantially reduced her setup costs, I'm sure. Probably. Not needing to buy anvils? I mean, that's, one, that's the most expensive thing in the forge. What happened? Well, she stole them. Well, yeah, but before that... Well, she, she was one of the apprentices. She was, you know... Real smiley and real nice. Uh, we got together for a little while. I guess she was one of the ones who I thought, you know, I'm in the forge business. She's in the forge business. Th- this is someone who could really help me teach the kids. Right. And uh, yeah, then she then she stole two anvils and started up a forge of her own. Oh. He grins and. And chuckles, kind of puts his fork on his plate. Yeah, that was, uh, that one caught me by surprise. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, I mean, no hard feelings, really. Uh, I consider... Out of character, I hope you know Yolanda is, is like... What? She, I mean, she likes setting people up. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it, no odd feelings. I mean, it's a long time past now. I don't even know if she's actually in the city anymore. Right. It's fine. Turns out, this was actually, this was the only part that really was kind of sad to me. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong, I wasn't happy to have the anvils missing. Right. It cost a fair bit to replace them, but... Just leave them. I got some money. But... Found out that she never really liked me to begin with. And I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I no. mean, I've I've been over to Madame Shoes and stuff. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes you want some company for a night. Easiest way is to pay for it. Right. It could be a business arrangement. It doesn't need to be love. It doesn't need to be like. It doesn't need to be anything. Right. It can just be fun. Yeah. I'm totally fine with that. I've got no problem with that. I don't know. I feel like if it's going to be that way, you should present it that way. Right. And uh, she didn't do that with me. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. I thought, I thought, you know, what we had between us was, was something really real. I thought, I thought she could help me maybe have some kids and raise some kids. And uh, she just thought I was good for ambles. And. I mean, fuck, I would have given her the ambles. Right. 
could have taken it out and trade. Called it a trade, called it a bargain, whatever. That would have been fine. Right. But honesty in business is something I prize. And don't get me wrong, I've got respect for her ability to get a job done. But still maybe a bit of a sour taste in my mouth over... Being the job? Yeah. Yeah. And not being told that. Right. I'm fine being the job. I've been a job before. When it's open and straightforward, no big deal. But, mm. you know, then I don't get my heart involved. Right. I, I usually get my heart involved. Yeah. Just makes it nicer, I think. Well, but I hadn't fair. tried not doing that, you know? Either. Fair. So, I don't know. Well, you know. Adam Shoes is over there if you want to give it a try and you got some money to spare. Yeah. Or I guess if you want to earn some. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know how often they're looking for new people. but. Hmm. So what comes after dessert? I don't know. Depends on uh, on what this is. If it's just uh, dinner between friends, then probably some chat, uh, maybe some more wine or some, some brandy. Then eventually we go our separate ways. Uh, if this is a business arrangement, maybe a, a contract and numbers and signatures. Right. Probably enough numbers to win that. Fair. Makes your head hurt after a while. Yeah, well, you kind of get used to it. You know, first time you're working the steel, hammering the anvil, y y your hands sting a lot, right? Your fifth time, they sting a little. Your five hundredth time, yeah, nothing. What happens if this is a date? Well, I mean, there's a variety of things could come after dinner, uh, after dessert. More chat. You know, dance. Whatever. Lots of possibilities. I do owe you a lot of dances. Well, I, I mean, I was, I was thinking more of the two of us dancing if it's a date. But I've learned from past experience not to mix dating and business. Mm. Well, yeah. And so it's fairly important to separate the one from the other. Right. I don't necessarily have a problem with this being either. But it just maybe changes how certain things are going to go. And, I mean, alright, maybe call me a fool who's going to make the same mistake again, but I believe probably things could be both. Could be aspects of things that are, that are date. Could be aspects of things that are business. I think you can mix and match. I got friends who sometimes it's just a friend and then sometimes it's business. That's okay. Yeah. As long as we're both agreed on what's business, what's friend, what's date. You know, right. like, if we we chat for a while, we go and have a dance by the forge, you know, we start kissing, and then I think it's all date, and then tomorrow you go, hey, you better knock 10 gold off the price of that uh, ring because of that kissing. Right. Well, I didn't necessarily agree to pay for that up front in a business context. Right. 
Not to say that I'd be opposed to that. You gotta know which is which. But you just gotta know which is which, right? Well, if you walk into a place and you think you're being given a meal as a friend, you, you eat the meal, you enjoy the meal. If I all of a sudden pulled out a bill out of my pocket and said, uh, here's your charge for dinner, miss. Right. You'd be kind of upset. And I think understandably so. Yeah. And so... You're not charging me for dinner, are you? No, I'm not charging you for dinner. I consider it part of... Just part of spending time. Right. Whether it's friendship, business, date, either way an expense I'm more than happy to absorb. Right. Hmm. Well, you know, I'm leaving. I mean, right now? Or well, soon. Okay. We're, we're in the city for You mean now? the forge or the city? Okay. And, and then we're going to go to a different city? Yeah, fair. And you I haven't been here the whole time. You're not going to be here the whole time. Yeah, I ain't sure if I'm coming back to Ancaric or not. Fair. So, so that's something to know either way, because, you know, we'll want to we'll wanna finish the ring and things. Yeah. Before then. Yep. We'll want to get the business concluded before that, certainly. Right. And I, I, I worship Bellarel. I'm not sure if you know that. Uh, not sure I knew that explicitly, but not surprised. I mean, makes sense. Right. So, I don't know if you've if you've talked to a lot of her followers or not. I've I've been down the temple a few times. Yeah, it's, a, right. it's a good place. So Feels very welcoming, you know. That is that's a word for it. <laughs> I just mean With you know. Sorts. Yeah, friendly sorts. Bellarel, Crialto as well. That's a good one, yeah. you know. You feel like you're among. Well, maybe friends in one, maybe lovers in the other, but... Right. There's, there's nice feelings either way. Right. Um, so those are good things. Good things to keep in mind, I think. Um, and I'm going to pay you for the... I'm going to give you some... I'm going to give you gold for the ring. Okay. And maybe maybe other things, things too, but you'll definitely get some gold. You can pay it out in the mix, like I said. You know, some gold anywhere from all of it in gold to none of it in gold. Honestly, I'm pretty fine either way. Right. I need to get my money's worth in one way or another, but it doesn't need to be money. Right. And that's nothing personal. It's just that, you know, if you go around giving stuff all the time, getting nothing back, eventually you're going to have nothing. And, uh, like, don't get me wrong, I'm all for charity. I do, you know, I do my uh, my works from the community box. It's good stuff. He gestures over to uh, uh, some iconography of Klalt on mm -hmm. the side. That's part of it, right? I do that, I don't ask for nothing back from it. I don't even ask for nothing from him from it. Uh, you know, blessings on the forge, whatever. I figure at this point, either they're there or they're not. Right. I give him the little nods. I trust he's doing whatever in the background. But I'm not sitting here going, you know, please make a bunch of gold fall into my lap. I do so much charity. Like, then that's not really charity anymore, right? right. But this kind of limits. You give away all your gold to charity, you don't have any money to buy food. Right. You give away all your food to charity, you don't have any food to eat. Right. So... You know, I do my charity, but this is the kind of thing where, yeah, I kind of need to 
Yeah. At well, least and I got money. recoup the losses. Right. I got, I got yeah. enough money and I can make money. I do feel like you, you know, you've got to use for money as well, though, right? Right. Like I said, with the healing potions and stuff, I would feel really bad uh, if you ended up getting into a situation where you ran into trouble because you didn't have gold because you paid it to me. Right. If something as simple as gold could help you out, you know, probably be nice for that. more of it to stay in your pockets. Yeah. Especially if there's other things can be done to sort it out. Do you do healing potions around the forge? You get hurt and things, right? He kind of looks at it like his arms and. Oh yeah, he's got he's got some scars, some burns and stuff. Uh, does he have some any from Nick's as does well? Does he have any that are like active? Uh, active like burns. New. Yeah, he's got a, like a small one on his on his hand, just on the edge, mm -hmm. uh, near the pinky finger. Not anything big, probably just something where he brushed against something really briefly. Okay. He kind of chuckles, looking down his hands. I mean, yeah, people people get injured here. Yeah. I mean, hell, that's how we met, right? That that's true. I was trapped under a thing. I was hurt. You just showed up, and just poof, everything's better all of a sudden. Yeah. So yeah, obviously I fall for a pretty face, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, we got uh, we got a couple of healing potions, like in case something gets real bad. Yeah. But uh, little things, you know, little burns, uh, scrapes, scratches, little cuts and stuff. It's how just kind of the cost of doing business. How wide is the table? Uh, it's an anvil. Yeah. So. So they're relatively close. Yeah, together. like you can reach out and touch him. Definitely. Yeah. It's there is not a lot of say. It's you know plate, a couple of inches, candelabra, a couple of inches, plate. You there's there's not there's not a lot of space between you two. Yeah, like at the most, it would be the length we are apart from each other now, sitting on either side of a of, of a dinner table. Okay. Um, Yolanda will reach out. Okay. Well, you know, I don't, I don't really need healing potions, and she'll heal. However, like, she'll try to pour like five hit points into it. Right. They're relatively small injuries. Yeah, I'll say he takes one. Yeah. Uh, it, honestly, it's probably not even one hit yeah. point worth of damage, but the the burn heals up. Yeah. Um, and she looks down But she'll at leave it. her hand there. Yeah, there's a bit of a glow. He tips his hand to look at it. Oh, I didn't even notice that one. <laughs> the healing potion is just an example. Right. In general, you know, I'm just hanging around here in the city, so it's a lot easier for me to deal in favors. Right. You're going to be out there, it's going to be harder for you to deal in favors. When you're out there, I feel like you have to have things that's where work. coin helps you a little more. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, again, I'm not opposed to it. You want to pay me all in gold and just go your, your own way? That's, of course, totally fine. That's your decision. But all that's right. uh, all, all of this. I mean, you're, you're the customer in this sense. He, he puts some air quotes around it. Mm -hmm. You're the customer here. Uh... Like I said, you know, a minute ago, you come to me with what you want, I come back to you with what does or doesn't work, and we refine it from there. Right. So. Well, I told Kara this was a date, and I wouldn't want to get in there for no reason. <laughs> she was real mad. She was real mad. She was real mad. Why was she so mad about you going on a date? You know, she's just... Involved? Yeah, fair. I've had I've had friends like that. Yeah. Cousins too. Yeah. I got one who keeps trying to set me up with her friends. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do it? 
what go go on dates with them yeah yes sometimes not always you know but sometimes sometimes just to get her off our deck but also you know who knows right yeah it can hurt you never try you don't know what's gonna happen and you know sometimes they're good sometimes they're less good that's usually when i don't go on the next one and i go on the one after that or whatever you All know right. Only way to find out is to try. Yeah, exactly. You mentioned a dance. I don't have like a music or nothing, but he stands up, <laughs> kind of raises you up from the chair as <laughs> well. I could. Nah, I'm not even really much of a hummer. <laughs> I can whistle. We could just kiss straight to the kissing. Just get straight to the kissing. I mean, we certainly could. Be a lot of the kissing. <laughs> he just before you do, he as a date or yeah. All right. I just wanted to make sure. We've been burned before, as you probably see. He holds up his hand that had the tiny little burn on it. Yeah. Yeah, he he kisses you back yep. very happily. He's quite a fair bit shorter than you. Yep. I hope you enjoyed listening. If this is the sort of thing that you find kind of interesting, let us know, and we can do this more, you know, with more characters and stuff like that. Uh, it's not not that hard for us to work out logistically, and I think there's certainly plenty of opportunity. Like off the top of my head right now, uh, Quixy and and Big, or even just Quixy and that journal. Yep. Um, Calorie and Hiram. Uh, Planeswalker wanted to talk to a lycanthrope. Yeah. Uh, as well as, you know, potential run-ins again with Fortune or et cetera. Even just him going to the mercenaries' quarter and seeing what happens there, you know. Um, Armino with with Chris or, or with, with Hanrik or, you know, in and around the Forge and stuff like that. Uh, and, you know, if on the other hand you're like, this is boring – <laughs> then you can tell us that too, and no, we will say uh, that's fine. Yeah, probably what we'll say is thanks for the feedback. Uh, you know, maybe don't click on future supplementary materials, and uh, we won't go out of our way to make more of them. Um, like we'll still probably make some, but you know, we won't be like, well, we might as well make this a supplement. Whereas the people are like, oh, that was really cool. I liked the. The characterization, or oh, it made me really feel like I knew something about the world and stuff. Then you know we'll probably go out of our way to make a particular effort to to do a little more of this. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I hope you had fun, and thanks for joining me at the table to play. Uh, thanks for uh, joining us at home to listen, maybe. And <laughs> uh, until next time, as much as possible, uh, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.